0: Friday news dump around the NFL. We got Leonard Fournette back to the Buccaneers and a couple of big-time NFL draft trades. We're going to focus on Leonard Fournette. And, man, Jamie, we've talked about a lot of deals. This is now bonus pod number 13. This is the worst. I hate, hate, hate this for fantasy.
1: I would agree to a certain extent. I do think, though, given what the landscape of how the running back situation has played itself out and knowing what some teams least you can assume are going to do in the draft. This was probably the best destination for Leonard Fournette's fantasy value. Unless he was going to get a job somewhere where a team that would not be in the draft, like Pittsburgh, for example, was going to take a running back.
0: Okay. But it, you know, this is why I can't stand it. Ronald Jones played four games without Leonard Fournette. There was one game where Leonard Fournette technically played. He played one snap and that was it. You count that. Ronald Jones averaged 15 non-PPR, 18 PPR points per game. That's a top eight running back. Fournette played three games without Ronald Jones, including the playoffs. And he was even better. He averaged 15.7 non-PPR, 19 PPR points per game. So a little bit a point better uh, in both formats than Joe. Basically, when it was just one of them... You were talking about a top-eight running back if they had kept that up all year. So even if they didn't keep that up all year, you were talking about potentially a top-12 running back, a must-start, awesome player on a great offense who scores touchdowns. I mean, look at this game log for Ronald Jones without Fournette. 20 carries, 111 yards, 6 catches. 17 carries, 106 yards. 23 carries, 113 yards, 2 touchdowns. 18 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. I really want to see what Ronald Jones can do. And we won't, I don't know that we're going to see this. And it's so confusing to me, Jamie, because at one point late in the year, Leonard Fournette was inactive and they basically chose Ronald Jones. And then Jones hurts his finger, quad, COVID, and Leonard Fournette had one of the better postseasons we've ever seen, carries a bunch of momentum into this year. Who do you like better? Who are you drafting first, Jones or Fournette?
1: Oh, Fournette. You know, I I think the fact that they keep him... And wanted to keep him and made it, you know, overtly obvious they wanted to keep him. I think some of the conversations that came out after the Super Bowl about what you said, you know, when he was inactive and uh, Bruce Arians basically said, you can, we can cut you or you can be a part of something special. And Fournette, I think, took that to heart. The opportunity opened up for him with Ronald Jones getting hurt. I think he's the guy for them. I think, you know, playoff Lenny and Lombardi Lenny and all the things that he did to help them, he gets the first crack. To be the guy. But it's not going to be a solo act. Ronald Jones will play. But this is now going into three years of Ronald Jones with Bruce Arians. You kind of know what it is. When Ronald Jones is by himself. He's going to get the opportunity. When Ronald Jones has a threat. He's not going to be a part of the. You know, He's not going to be the same part of the offense. But he had so, nearly a 100 more carries than Fournette. Well because of A getting a head start on the offense. And B you know. What the, the way it all played out. Ronald Jones at at the start of last season was the better runner. By the end of the season, Leonard Fournette knew the offense. He knew Tom Brady. He knew everything that was asked of him. And that's the uh expectation. So I think the move to bring back Fournette should tell you that he's the guy. Now will he be the guy for 16 games? Probably not. Uh I view it as a better Buffalo, as a better uh I'm trying to think of another team that's in that in that type of scenario where there's not a clear cut number one guy. San, was
0: it better smart. than San
1: Fran? Uh better than San Fran. Similar to San Fran.
0: Yeah. The other thing about Fournette was he was certainly more reliable in the passing game than Jones was. Jones really couldn't catch anything. And it's a big, big, <laughs> big deal with Tom Brady. Uh, a few more things here, little counterpoint. If I'm going to make the argument against Fournette and say, no, Ronald Jones should be the starting running back. Ronald Jones is the one we should take first. Leonard Fournette got signed to a one year deal worth $3.25 million. I mean, that is not starter money. And,
1: uh, I mean today's NFL. Though. No, it's
0: not starter money. That's less than what is that's basically what Devonte Booker got and uh, someone else. Yeah, who's but done.
1: this 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 is about running it back for them. If this wasn't the defending champions. I would agree with you, but th- this this is about wanting to go back to that situation.
0: Okay, and Ronald Jones. I mean, look, you know where I'm going with this. Five point one yards per carry. Leonard Fournette. His four years, he's in his career. What is he averaging? Three point nine yards per carry. He's been above that once, and he was at four point three. He's just—he's been a high volume guy. He makes big plays. He can break loose every now and then, but he's got a lot of, uh,
1: you know, a lot of just nothing plays in him. You still have his game log open? I do. What did Fournette do in the playoffs? Yards per carry?
0: Uh, that I didn't have, but it will take me two seconds to get it. So he was at four point seven. Yeah, that's good, See, but that's not—that's that's, that's four games.
1: It's not his career. No, but you're also giving him his career with Jacksonville, which has been one of the most miserable franchises that we've seen, right. especially during his... 3.8 with Tampa Bay. But what I'm saying is when everything was working for the, for yeah. the Bucks, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that, Ronald Jones. If, if you were to say, okay, put them both on the Colts, who's going to put up better numbers if you give them equal opportunity from a rushing standpoint? Jones would probably be better.
0: Yeah, but I, I, what I would say is that last year, if you put them both on the Bucks, Ronald Jones was better.
1: Uh, Yeah, but uh, what I'm saying is take them both out of their comfort zone, put them on a different situation, because that's what Fournette had to deal with. And so is is Fournette the guy at the beginning of the season, beginning of the tenure with Tampa Bay or the end of the the season last year? You know, so comfort matters. Uh, Relationships matter. Rapport matters. Offensive line coming. I mean, they did what they did is so unbelievable on the fly, given what every team had to go through last year. But they had a new quarterback. They had a new running back. They had a new receiver. They had a new offensive lineman. You know, you threw all those things together and by the end of the season, it worked. And so now this is why they want to run it back, which is why I don't think the money necessarily matters here. You're not wrong in what you're saying about what the cost is. But I think if he had the chance to let's let's say he had the chance to go to Green Bay or a chance to go to Seattle or, you know, the Jets were, were, were really looking at him. You know, teams that have signed running backs or brought back running backs, uh, Atlanta if they had a chance to spend some money, I think Fournette gets a bigger deal. If new England was really serious about it, he probably gets a bigger deal. So I think this was for him wanting to be with this team, wanting to be this group. You know, he wrote that story for the player's tribune. I don't know if you got a chance to read it, Adam, but you know, he just talked about, this was the first time in a long time. He felt like he was having fun in football. Once the conversation happened with Arians and he was, you know, fully vested in trying to make this work. So I think all those things matter, you know, uh, it's a fun story for for you know some of the things he said about his teammates as well Jason Pierre Paul in particular uh, if you want to go read it but um, he seems he seems happy and and I don't know how happy he was in Jacksonville you know you know the stories with Tom Gofflin and how uh, that relationship unfolded so I think he's the guy I don't think it's a slam dunk like you're getting a starting fantasy running back out of either of them but uh, put it to you this way knowing the offenses right now which running back duo would you rather have?
0: Oh, are you about there, to go Raiders? Are you about to go Raiders? Or Josh Jacobs yeah, and Kenyon Drake. That's what I was going to ask you. Um, if I had to start, if I were going Team RB, I think the Bucks running backs will put up better
1: numbers than the right. Raiders.
0: Yeah. But who's the best one of the bunch? Who gets drafted first?
1: I, I mean, Jacobs is definitely going to get drafted first, but you're probably talking about a round at the minimum. Like we just did our, our, our draft. I know we're going to review it next week. Uh, This was before Fournette was signed, but Jacobs went in the early part of round four. I think that's where he's going to end up going. That's what Mike Wright alluded to as well of the fantasy footballers when we had him on. He said round four. Uh, I said round four when we did the the bonus podcast as well. Um, But I could see Jacobs, especially with an early run on running backs in late round three, mid to late round three. Uh, Fournette's not going before the middle of round four to probably round five, depending again on how running backs go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where does Ronald Jones go? I think he doesn't go much much later than that, six or seven. You know, format matters. He'll go earlier in non and half PPR than full PPR because Fournette should be the better pass catcher. This obviously kills any uh, potential dynasty value of you know Keyshawn Vaughn. Um,
0: That's I was, you know, that was my last question.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I I, I, w- I was kind of hoping that Fournette had gone someplace else, that Vaughn would have gotten a chance to, you know, maybe be the second guy there behind Ronald Jones, which helped Jones because Vaughn, you know, still has a long way to go, but. Um, I go back to a rookie draft I was in last year. Uh, R.J. White, you know, one of our uh, our fantasy guys, uh, very astute fantasy player and, and knows his stuff. I tried to trade up in the first round. You know, th- this is just tells you don't buy into a lot of the rookie hype until it until you're really comfortable or sure about something. So I tried to trade up. I think it's a 14 team league. I had the 14th pick. I think R.J. had nine or 10, and I tried to trade up with him to get that spot because I wanted Vaughn. He said no. I need running back help. He takes Vaughn, whatever spot it was. You know I got a 14? Who? Jefferson? Je- Justin Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You, you redo that draft right now. Vaughn is barely a third or fourth round pick. And Jefferson might be first. What would you
0: take Vaughn. right now for Keyshawn Vaughn? Talking rookie picks. Third round pick? No.
1: No, you have Keyshawn Vaughn. Oh, I have Vaughn? Would I take a third round pick? Absolutely. Okay. Um, would you take a fourth round pick? I'd consider it depending on what my team looked like.
0: All right, look, give me your thoughts on the uh, wild trades. Without getting into the 2022 and 23 stuff, all the first-round picks that the Dolphins yeah. are acquiring, the Eagles got an extra first-round pick. It was uh, the 49ers had the 12th pick, the Eagles had the 6th, and the Dolphins had the 3rd. Now the Niners are picking 3rd. They just said that they're sticking by Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever. the Dolphins, well, Some sources
1: have said that. What's that? They haven't publicly said that. Sources have said that.
0: Okay. The Dolphins moved uh, are now back to their sixth, sorry. They went to 12, then they traded up with the Eagles to six. The Eagles dropped down to 12. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I think San Francisco, obviously, is taking a quarterback. You don't give up as much capital as they did. Like you said, you don't want to get into the, the draft picks, but they gave up two additional first-round picks to move that up there. Um, so they're they're going to take a quarterback. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean, like you said, a quarterback for 2021, but a quarterback of the future. So it could be a chief situation of Alex Smith and Mahomes where Garoppolo plays the season, and then they eventually move on to somebody, which could mean Trey Lance. So they're taking a quarterback, um, which is a very good situation for Dynasty because that quarterback is going to inherit eventually, could be week one, could be, who knows, at some point, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. It's a really good cast of characters to be with, with Kyle Shanahan. So you got to be excited about that quarterback, which could be Justin Fields or Trey Lance if the Jets take Zach Wilson at two. The Dolphins seemingly moving down to 12 and then back to six tells you that they are going to still get one of the guys that they covet, according to reports, which are one of the three wide receivers or maybe Kyle Pitts. You know, they can't be moving back up to six if they're not going to make that type of move because everybody thought at three they were taking Jamar Chase or Devonte Smith or maybe Pitts. I doubt they would take Waddle at three, but again, you never know. So now they're still firmly in that mix. They may have still been in that mix at 12. And I still think that the Eagles are still in that mix as well, depending on how the first round goes, the top of the first round goes. So um, the Eagles took themselves out of this. I know before we started talking, Adam, you said you didn't like this for Jalen Hurts. Hurts is uh, still hopefully going to get a weapon or two, Um, but this is a receiving core that needs some help. and, And they may have hurt themselves in that regard. Again, depending on how the first 11 picks go, if they could still get which, you know, right now it would look like Waddle as the third guy. But um the kid out of Minnesota, the kid out of Purdue, you know, those guys are, are gonna make some noise. Um and, and you know, we'll kind of just see how it all how it all goes.
0: Yeah. And I said I didn't like it for Hertz because I, I just don't know that at twelve they're gonna get one of the top three wide receivers. But you also pointed out that this takes the Eagles out of probably well, potentially out of the quarter maybe they get Mac Jones or something, but that they are less likely to take a quarterback in round one. So in that sense it is great for uh, for Jalen Hurts, I other- think
1: also the fact that they signed Joe Flacco, you know, kind of tells you veteran backup to help mm-hmm. the young guy just in case, you know, they are in a, a playoff caliber team. But Hurts is not getting the job done to their liking, or gets hurt, you know, Flacco still keeps them afloat. If you believe in Joe Flacco,
0: and Penae Sewell is one other name for the Dolphins that could make sense. Uh, I don't know if they'd go left tackle, but
1: I mean they did that in last year's draft. So
0: yeah, they right, but. This is a guy who, for a while, was considered to be the second pick in the draft. I feel like every early mock draft had Sewell left tackle out of Oregon, number two. And
1: now I see him, you know, more like... You mean in terms of prospects or to the team?
0: I guess in terms of prospects, but you know what happens every year. The quarterbacks move up so much from the start of the college football season to draft time, right? I mean, these guys skyrocket. So I feel like the early lists were always like Trevor Lawrence and Sewell. Trevor Lawrence, Field Sewell, something like that. Uh, I wonder if they would take a shot on him at six.
1: But hopefully they take a wide receiver. That would be more fun. I, I, I did, for the, the brief moment when they moved to 12 before they moved back to six, I did get a little bit more excited about Will Fuller. Because it felt as if maybe they weren't going to be aggressive in targeting that position if they were going to move down to 12, knowing that they weren't going to have the opportunity to draft one of those guys. But I think they... What they did was, you know, a lot of people are questioning the trade with the Eagles. Like, why would they move back up to six? All they did was give up one of the two first round picks that they acquired. It's a lot though. Well, it, it it's a lot, but you got so what they did was they got two additional first round picks yeah. from the 49ers. They gave up one of those. So they got an extra first round pick to move down three spots.
0: They're they're crushing it. We'll see how the players that they, you know, end up selecting do, but the last few years. They've just been experts, and uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very hopeful for the Miami Dolphins. Thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you as of now on Monday with another edition of Fantasy Football Today. See you later.